Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. Um, It's been a bit of a while for me actually recording a podcast episode because I've been on holidays for about a month and I'd pre-recorded a few episodes um, in the lead up, uh, but now I'm back into it and um, and have have lots of ideas. So I'm going to try and not uh, flood them in one (laughs) episode. Uh, But it was really interesting because I haven't been on a a proper holiday for about four years and um, especially sort of a bigger overseas trip was, was an interesting um, thing to navigate in this sort of post-COVID world, and um, most the, mo- the the main sort of driver for it was to to go back to Germany to see my my father-in-law, um, whom we haven't seen in five years, and um, he has no devices, so we haven't actually like physically seen him even on like FaceTime or anything like that. So it was it was a really lovely opportunity to to see him, and also for my daughter, she was three the last time we saw him, and she turned eight while we were there. So it was nice to have whole, um, birthday celebrations too. But one of the things that made it really interesting too was how to navigate the travel in a world where, my goodness, have the costs gone up? The uh, the flights themselves had gone up for each of us probably by about seven hundred dollars, um, and that that in and of itself you're like okay well you know it's been five years and and that trying to find a good flight deal especially around school holidays was quite interesting exercise. But one of the things I would sort of encourage um, you to do when you, if you are looking at, so the, if you think of like the main costs in a, in a holiday, one is flights or getting there, so transport of some sort. Then there's accommodation, if you need accommodation, um, car hire, if you're looking for car hire. And then there's just the, the day-to-day costs of being there. So whether you eat out or get groceries and make food and and entries to things, and it's just, it's sort of like a never-ending sort of um, dish out of, of money. Um, but we we did we did it sort of as frugally, I suppose, as you could sort of possibly do, which was an interesting exercise because we're traveling with, you know, it's my husband and I, my daughter and my stepdaughter joined us for part of the trip as well. So it was, you know, four tickets for everything. And um, the flights over were, like I said, it was, it was, I did a lot of tweaking and it was so interesting to watch the, the prices jump from choosing this day and returning this day or but trying the next day. And I did lots of scenarios on this, which I have, I do have a tendency to bargain hunt anyway, <laughs> possibly also overanalyze stuff a bit too. Um, but I was determined to try and, and keep the cost for the flights around two and a half grand. Um, and we managed to, to do that. So I was, I was happy. My, my daughter did end up missing some school, but we were doing, we had done some homeschooling last year and it was still quite set up. So we ended up doing schooling during the holiday um, which was was actually quite interesting because at one point I'll just digress for a moment we um, were sitting on um, a patio where we were staying um, near the Cinque Terre in Italy with this beautiful view of the Mediterranean and I'm sitting there homeschooling my daughter going this is just beautifully brilliant you know being able to to learn to read and write with this kind of atmosphere and it was it was very nice to be able to do um, so that was just the, the flights and like the, the transport um, and even 
when we arrived, uh, my father-in-law, you know, he's almost 80. He's not that comfortable driving on highways. So we, we caught the train. We landed in Zurich and caught the train from Zurich into, into um, sort of there's a, a town just before the, um, the German border. And he drove that far to, to pick us up. But even the train fare, fare was sort of, you know, it was quite up there. So that um, had sort of factor in too. And then we obviously didn't have to pay for accommodation for part of the trip. But then when we were traveling, um, I'd booked Airbnbs and I, I had the sort of cost. I was looking at hotels as well. So I was like, oh, I want to see the difference. And my goodness, especially with four of us, we would have needed two hotel rooms because it's very difficult to get a quad room. Um, especially when, you know, it's sort of essentially three adults and a, and a child and it's just, you just end up sort of on top of each other. And I also really wanted the opportunity to cook um, or at least prepare food um, and have the, have the ability to do that. Because it does actually, like when you, if you, if you consider you've got to buy breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks every day for a month, that really adds up. So this is probably where the biggest cost saving, and it's something I've I've done for years because I I grew up with my like my mum was always like a packed lunch person. You know, whenever we travelled, we always had food with us because you never knew if you could find food. <laughs> um, this is the um, the the sort of on flow effect of having grown up at the end of a world war. And um, having food shortages as sort of front and center of mind. So that clar- that overflowed into to lots of areas of her life. But it taught me a lot growing up. And I got used to packing lunches and and make and making breakfasts and you know, we'd eat out the occasional dinner. And that's the way I've traveled ever since. And it's actually really nice too, because I don't know about you, but I love supermarkets in foreign countries. One of the first things I do, and literally this time as well, we um we got to my father in law's house, we sort of settled in a little bit, and I was like, right, we're off to the supermarket. And I know the area because I've been there before, and there's a there's an organic supermarket, and then there's a regular supermarket, and there's bakeries, and I knew the next day there would be the farmer's market as well to get some fresh fruit and veg from and the farmer's market is just so beautiful I mean, oh goodness the the berries and I, we arrived right smack bang in the middle of um so i'm trying to the um the english the english word often escapes me now strawberry strawberry and um, asparagus season so i've been living in in you know my head in german for almost a month and now i'm trying to get back into english again even though you know english does come a lot more naturally to me um but yeah but the strawberries and um asparagus were everywhere and these are like massive giant sized asparagus uh, white ones and green ones i don't know how much asparagus i consumed in in the few weeks we were we were there it was just you know in so many different ways and then we go to italy and there was asparagus risotto and it was just, it was it was great but so you'd go there and you'd look at what's in season and it was end of May, beginning of June. So, you know, spring and there's all these new crops coming and it was really berry season. So it was beautiful blueberries, strawberries, and you'd find sellers on the side of the road selling their raspberries and blackberries as well. And uh, it was really lovely. But what it then does is it gives you the opportunity to cook. I mean, in my, my father-in-law's house, we, you know, have his kitchen. So, you know, we, we all took turns cooking. And then when we started our sort of Italian part of the holiday, again, go to supermarkets, which is a little bit more challenging when you go to the really touristy areas because you don't really find like your big supermarkets. But thankfully, we had a car 
So we drove my, my father-in-law's car. I, we did look at her car hire, but ooh, it is quite pricey these days. Um, so we were quite lucky in that regard. So because even public transport can sometimes be tricky when you're, you know, you're buying three or four tickets too, because you've, you know, sometimes it's actually cheaper to have a car to get places, which we discovered as well, especially when you're trying to do ferry tickets to places like the Cinque Terre. It was 96 euros for the three of us for one day. And I thought, oh, wouldn't want to do this too often. And we actually drove to our favorite town the next day. And I think it cost us about 12 euros in, par- in um, parking fees. <laughs> wow, it's not even comparable. Um, anyway, so so the supermarkets, you can drive then to like your bigger like Lidl's or Aldi's or other sort of the, the Italian chains as well, where the pricing is a lot cheaper. The pricing between the sort of expensive uh, places and the little like little supermarkets like the mini marts and when you go to sort of more of the bigger chains was was huge so um so we try and do to sort of do the bigger shops at the the bigger supermarkets as well um but then you get to you make your own breakfast and you sit there and that was that was also a lovely part of the trip is we sat there all together we made our breakfast together we ate together we planned the days together and then we, you know, we would pack sandwiches for lunch. And so you'd have all the, the beautiful, you know, cheeses and for my husband and daughter, the sliced meats and, you know, boiled eggs and, you know, whatever, um, you know, the fresh, like the, the lettuce and the tomatoes and the cucumbers and whatever else you kind of wanted to pack. And, you know, the delicious nuts and berries and things for, for snacks. And we take all this with us. And yes, it's, you know, it's a bit to carry. Um, but wherever you are, like we literally would find, you know, a spot on the edge of a, a rock in on like where the water is right there and you could sit and have lunch. I mean, you, you, you couldn't pay for that kind of view and you couldn't even find a restaurant necessarily with that kind of view either. So it does, it also gave you flexibility of where to eat. Um, and it was just, it was really lovely as well. We're sitting there and we're, you know, we're having a bit of fun with where we're going to choose to eat and try and find the best view or the closest to the water or whatever, you know, we, wherever we happen to be on any given day. Um, or we go when we were, um, still in Germany, we all had bicycles and it's a very bicycle friendly environment. We, um, the, the town where my father-in-law lives is like 25,000 people. It's, you know, it's nice and small. The, the, the highest speed limit is 30 kilometers an hour. Um, so it's very easy there and there's, there's bicycle paths everywhere. So you, you cycle places and then you can literally pick, you, know, you you cycle through a forest and you land at the end near the lake and there's nobody there. So you, there's no cafes, nothing, but you can sit there and you can have your lunch. Um, and then for the occasional dinner, we would, we'd go out because there's a few restaurants that, in the area that we like. And in Italy, of course, you know, the, you cannot go to Italy without having pizza um, or in my daughter's case, also lasagna and some pasta dishes and fish dishes. And yeah, it's very... Very nice to do sort of, um, you know, I think we probably we were there for 10 days and we ate out maybe five of those days. Um, but we had our breakfast and lunches pre-made every day. Um, and it was it made it brought the cost down quite a bit, um, especially when you consider, you know, you go out for dinner and there's sort of maybe a hundred dollars each time at the minimum, especially if you're going to have sort of some wine as well, which if you're in Italy, you know, you've got to sample the local wines too. And even in that regard, we um, we went to a couple of wineries and bought some some bottles from the cellar door. And the wines over there are, are lovely, and they're actually a lot cheaper than here um, in Australia as well, which I thought was quite interesting. 
so it's it's one of those things that when you're when you're traveling just sort of try and it does it does take a little bit of planning i you know you you go to the grocery store and you have to sort of think about and sometimes you're like oh, i'm on holidays i don't want to have to do all of that um but if you you add an element of fun to it as well you're like okay what sort of things are we going to have for lunch and i have to admit after a while i did get a little bit sick of my um, my hummus cheese and lettuce <laughs> bread rolls but then the bread was so nice as well and then I'd shake it up one day and I might have avocado if I could find it, um, cheese and lettuce, you know, it would just, it, it then became a bit of a, a bit of a joke. And my daughter, every single day, she had tuna mayonnaise on these lentil crackers that I'd found like every single day. Like right now, she doesn't want to see any tuna mayonnaise or crackers because um, she had it for lunch pretty much every day for about three weeks. Um, but it's um, it's still fun to to do when you're traveling as well. And to be honest, the food kind of almost sometimes becomes secondary to the scenery and what you're doing as well. We did so much swimming um, too. So that was the other the entertainment too was you didn't even have to sort of pay for expensive entries to things. And there were a couple of things that we did do. Um, you know, we went up a mountain and took a gondola to see a, a beautiful view in Switzerland. And we did that again in Italy. Um, and we, you know, we, we go places and just explore them. And in one place in Lake Garda in Italy, we, um, we then actually paid because the last time we, we'd been to this place is uh, Sirmione. Um, we, my husband and I had been there for our honeymoon and we went on Monday and, um, all of the, like there's, um, there's some ruins and a castle and they're both shut on a Monday. So we didn't actually get to see them. So this time we're like, no, no, we're going to go on another day. We're actually going to see it this time. So we did, we did actually do that. And, um, because it's, it's sort of a, a national trust kind of a thing that the cost actually wasn't too bad. Um, but it was beautiful. My, um, my daughter loved castles. So we'd been to a couple in Germany and then we went and one, one, a set of ruins there as well. Um, and you're imagination runs wild. Uh, so we're there and we're imagining sort of, you know, Robin Hood style um, scenarios. Uh, and then we, you know, if we wanted a snack, we would just sit there and have a snack. Um, and it was, and the only, the only thing we did splurge on every single day pretty much was gelato. Cause you know, you can't have, not have gelato when you're in Italy. Um, but it's just, you know, so you, you choose the things that you want to splurge on and it's the experiences that you want to have. So we swam every day, at least once anywhere we went, there was water, we would find a way to swim in it. Um, which, um, was a nice change because where I am, um, there's sharks, there's jellyfish, <laughs> there's stingers um, in the water. So you, you have to be very careful where you swim. So it was actually really nice um, to just be able to swim freely and everywhere there. So yeah, I'm, I am rambling a little bit because it was such a lovely holiday. Um, but there, the, the underlying message or thread, I, I suppose I wanted to get across is, is thinking about the, the cost side of it to build in the experiences as well as just doing the the standard touristy things so you look for the little um, coves and places where you can go a little bit off the beaten track is there another way you could get somewhere could you catch a bus because that in, in itself is a really nice experience is there a train um, is there something a bit more a bit more local and we stayed in airbnbs partly because it gave a little bit more space and we got kitchens 
as well. Um, and then you also got to meet locals, like some of the locals where we stayed were really friendly and very lovely. Um, and it's also, you know, nice to, to sort of help out. And they are generally cheaper. And I know there's, there's you know, there's hit and misses with, with Airbnbs. And one of them we stayed at was, it was a little old and musty. Um, but, you know, you still, you make the most of it and it becomes part of the, part of the memory that you have of, of the holiday. So when you're, when you're looking for, just to recap, when you're looking for your travel, look at dates, really investigate, you know, departure and, and arrival, like when you're coming back dates and look at, because sometimes it can make hundreds of dollars of difference between the two. If you don't want to do that yourself, definitely go to a travel agent and get them to do that for you because you could really save some money even just by going a couple of days earlier. Look at alternative kinds of uh, accommodation, your Airbnbs, see what, like in Italy, they have a thing called agri agri turismo. So it's like agricultural tourism where you can stay on farms and properties. I remember I had planned, we had planned a trip to Sicily in 2020, which of course never happened. Um, And I booked us a place where it was, um, it was primarily an olive farm. Um, And they actually had areas where you could actually go and pick olives, but they also had a cooking kind of school attached to them and you would go with the owners and pick the produce from their farm and then you'd go back and you'd learn to cook with it so they'd have the olives they had oranges uh what else i can't remember what else they had other things on their property as well and you got to cook and i just i was so looking forward to that so i was really disappointed when it when it didn't happen but you know they have things like that and that's such an experience especially if you've got children it's that whole paddock to plate concept but you're actually living it not just sort of experiencing it in a restaurant um so those sorts of things are really nice and especially with kids they don't really care if they go to all the museums or looking you know a couple of castles are nice but then the swimming and the wandering around and we we climbed so many stairs and walked through ruins and imagined all sorts of scenarios so having a look at those sort of alternative experiences and shop in the supermarkets it's really it's really lovely to to see what sort of produce and what kind of things you can get in foreign countries um and i'm a i'm a chocolate like yeah lover and so i always go into the chocolate section and see oh let's see what they've got here and i found some i mean obviously i'm in you know near switzerland (laughs) in germany so there was some really lovely chocolate too um but wherever you are have a look at it and i remember being in uganda years ago and they had chocolate in there they actually even had nestle funnily enough um but i tried finding like ugandan chocolate because they have really nice cocoa beans there too anyway um but yeah so looking at different ways to be able to sort of save money without it feeling like frugality or like you're denying yourself something see it as an experience that enhances your holiday rather than that it's denying you something so um, I hope you found that helpful and yeah and you inspired you also to perhaps plan a holiday as well enjoy the rest of your day <laughs>